0: everyone. Welcome to Loving This Life podcast hosted by yours truly, Abby Hillis, founder of ACH Events and co-founder of The Twelfth Woman, an advocacy group fighting for sexual assault survivors. This podcast is about loving the life that you live and 100% owning it and being happy with it. Each episode will include a guest or thoughts to help bring your dreams to reality, understand true commitment in life, and help turn some of your darkest days into the brightest years. So grab some coffee, some wine, or whatever tickles your fancy, and join me on this adventure of finding happiness and taking charge. Welcome everyone to episode seven. I cannot believe we're here. I actually just hit a thousand listens, which I was super excited about, which I'm sure like anyone who has a normal one is probably like, that's nothing, but you know, Hey, a thousand listens. I have Hannah here. She is a teacher and has been for five years. And I wanted to bring her on because she does this phenomenal blog called syllabi blog and she's been doing it for more than half a year now. Yeah. right? I don't know. I was like going on and going through all the stuff and watching her, what she posts. And it really was in line with everything that I'm sharing here. So I wanted to kind of have her share her story because I think it's a really unique and good story for a lot of women and people to hear. And she has a lot of tenacity and drive and she really wants to help recruit for teaching, which is something that's like the future of America. So I definitely feel like there's importance in that. And so anyways, yeah, we have Miss Hannah Atmar. Hi, thanks for having me. With a last name that's about to change. Yeah, (laughs) coming soon. She's getting married in March and she's going to have a new last name and a new hubby. Super exciting. It is. So I guess first off, tell us about your blog. Tell us why you do it. Tell us a little bit about it. All right.
1: So my blog is called Syllabi. And I created it for current teachers and future teachers. The whole purpose really stems from recruiting future teachers and then retaining teachers because our profession really struggles with retention rates. And so that's really the focus. And I really try to work on retention rates through wellness and self-care. So that's a big part of syllabi.
0: Yeah, and it's like super important. And I think something we talked about before was that not only is that important in teaching, but I feel like a lot of females deal with like burnout and Mm -hmm. just taking care of themselves so that they can be, you know, the best person that they can be and keep doing their career. Right. And not find themselves in a bad place.
1: Right. I think that's overall, I think women just push themselves to the extreme. They try and do everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really. Of course, geared towards teachers, but a lot of the wellness and self care tips are for anybody. I mean, men included. Just totally. about taking care
0: of yourself. Totally. Yeah. And one that we talked about when she first got here today was she's at two weeks with no coffee.
1: Yeah. <laughs> two weeks tomorrow. Two weeks. It's thirteen days right now, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's I, incredible. I've speech. made it. Yeah. And working with teenagers, it's a daily struggle to want coffee. So I I'm, can imagine. Yeah, I'm going to try and do it a month. We're gonna see. <laughs> I want to see how it changes my skin and my body. So, I will say I've lost four pounds so far, and that is the only change I've made. See, that's incredible to me. Yeah. So that's super exciting. So I'll I'm keep like, you
0: updated. I'm <laughs> such like a coffee like person, like the taste and like the warmth. And we were talking about it Like yeah. it's cold right now. Oh, uh, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. I want to hear about it.
1: Okay. You so updated. we can post
0: an update to everyone. Yeah.
1: It's a struggle, but I'm pushing through. So
0: at least it's been two weeks. That's incredible. Yeah. Self. What am I looking for? Self-control? Yeah. yeah. Oh, big time for sure. Yeah. Incredible. So kind of wanted to move in, I guess... I would assume that one of the biggest reasons that you found that self-care is important is like your past and everything that you've gone through and that like how important it was to take care of yourself in a really hard time. Is that true or has it always been?
1: No, I think part of it stems from that. I think the other part also stems from just like the hustle and bustle of life. Yeah. But I think that's definitely part of the evolution of how I've gotten here. So just a little bit about my path to where I currently am So my parents got divorced about five years ago, and they were married for 25 years. And so that was a big Mm. hit to me and complete shock out of nowhere. I mean, I remember what I was doing the exact day that I found out exactly where I was. Like, I know exactly what I was doing. 21. Wow. Yeah. And so it was... It's a blessing that I was able to grow up a full life with my parents together, but then it's also difficult because you are at the age where you fully know what's going on and you can comprehend. As a child, you might not be able to comprehend. So that was difficult because I could understand what was happening. So that happened. And then when I was 21 also, I got married really young, um, right out of college, And so about a year and a half into the marriage, I came home first year teaching. and Oh
0: gosh, that's enough of a shock in itself. Yeah.
1: First year is always rough teaching or any new job out of college. It's Mm -hmm. difficult adjustment. Yes. So I came home one day after work and my then husband's bags were packed. So that was a shock. (laughs) So it was just a rough year when I was 21. So from there we got a divorce and I moved from Houston to Dallas and essentially started over at the age of, well, I was almost 23. And so the whole process took over a year and it's difficult because at that time, everyone's just beginning their lives, you think. So all my friends are getting engaged and married and having kiddos Mm. and I'm doing
0: The exact opposite. Like you're starting from scratch.
1: Oh, yeah. I was starting over. It was a very humbling experience. Now, it took me a while for me to realize it's not an embarrassing situation I would think for a year I would say I was like mortified
0: Mm. you know I
1: deleted my Facebook I haven't got my Facebook back since which is fine I don't miss it but I deleted Facebook instantly like I can't let anybody know this is happening to me Mm. I deleted my Instagram for several months and I just didn't want people to know I mean my immediate family knew but even like my best friends I don't think I told for like at least two weeks Wow. Um, just because it was mortifying, because it makes you feel like it's your fault.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say there's probably a lot more emotions than even that that go through it, of just, like, dealing with, one, social media magnifies everything. Yeah, And completely. then you get that response, and you're afraid of what people are going to think, and mm-hmm. you are making the decision to, you know, marry someone that you thought you truly loved at such a young age. Oh, yeah, completely. And then probably getting judgment on that, and mm-hmm. then... Self-judgment and then thinking, like, what was I thinking and self-reflecting and questioning your own... Right. Ugh. Yeah. Overall, it was
1: complete shock because it came out of nowhere. And um, that was the most difficult part for me. Again, can't imagine. being mortified by it. But I knew the only way everything would get better is I just had to like pick up the pieces myself and take care of myself. And I think Mm -hmm. a big part of it was removing myself from social media. That really helped me.
0: Wow. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And so, and at that time it just wasn't as extreme as it is now. I mean, Instagram at that time was probably only out for like maybe two years. That wasn't a big deal. But at that time, Facebook was like massive. And I'm just like, I can't let anybody know, especially people from like my hometown. So that happened and I lived in a hotel for a week because our lease actually went up like right after that happened. So I had to finish up my contract teaching. And so it was rough, but now in hindsight, super humbling. I don't mind talking about it because people, I feel like can
0: relate to it. Yeah. Cause we've never talked about it.
1: Yeah. Like I ever. Mean, I mean, I
0: know your story yeah. because of Nikki, but we have a mutual friend that- There's a reason why I even know Hannah, Mm -hmm. and you know I just know very bits and pieces. I know how happy she is now, and I Mm -hmm. hear from Nikki like everything that's gone on. But you know, I had to ask: Is this Mm -hmm. even something that you're comfortable talking about? And when she said yes, I was like so excited because I know she's not the only one, and I I know that you know that you're not the only one now. Yes. And like so many people, whether they're 21, 25, 30, 35, or 18 and going through a breakup that they feel like it's their sweetheart or whatever, like it's, it's good to know that there's life after.
1: Oh, completely. Now it took a long time to figure that out or what felt like a long time to me. And in hindsight, it's only been a couple of years and I'm engaged and getting married. And it's funny how life works. I know I'm exactly where I am supposed to be now. It all happened for a reason. And at the beginning for me, I could not comprehend that. I thought I was being punished. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, God must be angry at me. That's what I thought. I'm like, I did something for this to happen. Totally. But then I realized through time, this is totally the plan for my life. And this is where I'm supposed to be. I can help people go through these situations yep, and it helps my students who come from families like this. Yeah. And so they're totally able to relate. And so I feel like I am also a better teacher because of it.
0: Yeah. Which, and we talk about it on here a lot, like your path versus the path that either God or the universe Mm -hmm. wants you on. And I feel like as a kid, I never was told that like it's okay to deviate from the path that you think that you're supposed to be on And I'm like finding how important it is with the kids that I'm mentoring now through gymnastics Mm -hmm. that like they have a plan and they're terrified to not fulfill that plan. Like they're absolutely Mm -hmm. terrified and they have pressure from their parents and their coaches and everything. And like I met with a few of them um, earlier this week and I just looked at them and I'm like, there could be five different plans. Like it doesn't have to be the one that you think you have to be on. And I mean... I can't speak for you, but I would say that, or for both of us probably, that the path that we're on now, we wouldn't change it for anything. No. Like, it's made us who we are. It's made us more resilient. It's made us better people. Right. And I think that that's, like, you can't give up just the hard times to get to a place where you are now. Like, that's part of, like, growing and learning. Right. And I think people are scared of the hard times, and they are. They're hard. They suck. But they, like, make you... Who you
1: are. Yeah. Yeah. No, the obstacles totally have put me where I am supposed to be now. And I think that's so true about like the plan that's in your head and the path that you think you should be on. Cause I thought obviously getting married at 21, it'd be forever. I literally thought by 25, I would have a kid. Mm. Right. And so my whole plan completely changed and it was out of my control. And I think that's what I struggle with is I always want to be in control. Yep. I think most people probably always want to be in control of their lives natural human tendency. Yes. And so it's nice to know now that this has happened that it's not my plan. I'm just going to take it day by day and it'll all be
0: okay. It's crazy because that's the path I'm on now. Like certain things don't happen or they, you know, take you by surprise and you just have to take them for what they are and not let them affect you and, you know, break you down. I don't know how much I want to share on the podcast about this, but I'm currently going through a person who is trying to prevent me from having the podcast. Right, I've been contacted by his attorneys and I keep going because I'm like, no, this is not going to stop me. For the first couple of days, I realized how frustrated I was and I let it really like take control of my entire mood. And because it's something that's just a passion and like a hobby of mine, it's right. not like my well-being that's paying my bills. And so I'm like, this guy's coming at me and... Wants me to stop, but yet I'm like I'm only doing good with it, and it's only just yes. like something it's fun not for to me. Hurt anybody? Yeah, and I meditated on it a couple nights ago, and I realized I was just frustrated, and I had to release the frustration and just. Like it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. If I have to get an attorney or whatever, like I will. Just and just is what it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I feel like my old me would have been like crying in bed for three days over this.
1: Right. And I think that comes with age. You mature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you said, you really take more time to think things
0: through. Yep. But I think
1: that's a practice. That's a learned behavior to sit there and think things yes. through and not
0: react. It takes a while to get that way. Totally. I was such a reactive person. I still am, but I try really hard not to be. And it's like, yeah, right. You can't be perfect, right? You just try to improve your best. (laughs) Totally. Yes. So let's dive into kind of for you, why self-care is so important. And I mean, I know we kind of touched on like how it's important with teachers, but, you know, why do you make it a priority? And like, how does it affect you and how has it helped you?
1: Okay, so I make it a priority because if not, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I mean, why not put yourself first? I feel like when you take care of yourself, you're more able to take care of others. Amen. And so when you put yourself on the back burner, I cannot be the best teacher or I cannot be the best friend or Mm -hmm. wife or mother. And so you have to take, even if it's a small amount of time, for yourself to feel okay, now I'm more put together or I've had time to think about this. Mm -hmm. And then I can move forward and take care of everything else I need to. The other day I had a crazy day at work. I got home super late. It was like eight o'clock. I was like, I just want to take a bubble bath. Mm -hmm. And so I took 20 minutes. Would I have loved to have been in there like an hour? Yes. But I didn't have time to. So I took 20 minutes and I felt so much better and I was recharged and then I could move on to my to do list. Yep. So why not take that brief amount of time in your day to do something for yourself?
0: Yeah. And something someone's talked to me about self care, and I think initially I even struggled with this was how it's like egotistical to take care of yourself or to think about yourself. People think
1: it's selfish. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Think about yourself or take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. And even I've struggled with like shifting my mindset on moving from that to understanding that like if you're not the best you, and you're not a hundred percent then mm-hmm. no one else around you really can be at a hundred percent with you truly
1: again if you don't take that time to take care of yourself then you can't be the best whatever you're trying to be whether it's a mom a wife or at your job you got to right. take that small amount of time for yourself. It doesn't have to be an all day thing. Totally. So, so what
0: do you do? Like, what are some of the things, obviously bubble bath and that's something I do too. <laughs> yes. Epsom salt, like yes. music, candles, mm-hmm. dark light or like yeah. little light. Yeah. What else? For sure.
1: I try to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's super simple, but as much as I can. And so I start my day very early. My alarm goes off at 4.30 every day. I have to be at work early.
0: So say, you have me beat. My alarm yeah. goes off at 5.30. I thought that was early. Yeah,
1: and so <laughs> I make sure I go to bed at a decent time. Like, would I love to stay up and watch all these TV shows and Netflix? Yeah, but I don't. I Totally. Yeah, I do what I need to at night. I lay out my clothes. I make my lunch. I take a shower, take a bath. I go to bed because I know... I am the person who functions way better off more sleep than less. Mm -hmm. I just know how I work. So for me, sleep is major. So I sleep. I try to do something that relieves my stress with exercise. Usually that's yoga. Mm -hmm. That's what helps me. Sometimes the gym just depends. And then lately it has been going to get a facial.
0: Dude, facials are like... I just got my first one. I think like a year ago, and I've always been a massage person. Same. But then when I got my first facial, I was like, oh, "It's a game changer. This is." Like, I think I carry so much stress, like in my head and yeah, neck and face. Same. That it released so much more stress for me to go get a facial than it was, and it was like way more changing for me. Right. To yeah. get a facial. Than I a got massage. my
1: first facial. I think it was back in august i'm 27 and i'm like how have i never had a facial i'm gonna go try and get a facial because i would always get a massage if i had the opportunity to totally and so now i've made it a priority every six weeks to go and it's been a game changer for me so that's a good promise to yourself It is. It's a reward to get through everything, and this is what's at the end. Well, you always have it
0: to look forward to. Yeah. It's kind of how it is to get your hair done. I always feel like my hair appointment's like a me time. Same. It's like, but I don't get that done enough, like often enough. I have to, but yeah.
1: (laughs) So, really, my top ones would be sleep, sleep, facials, and exercise of some sort. So.
0: You just have to make time. And also, I just want to say it's pretty incredible that you said it so nonchalantly, but you lay out your clothes every night and you make your lunch the night before that's and, gotta be life changing. Well, and have it, you always done? I've that? see.
1: I'm always that person. I'm very routine and structured. The other day, I was telling Kyle, I wish I was the person who could function off like four hours of sleep. I have friends who are like, I stay up all night, and I was able to get all this done. The next day, they still have so much energy. Nikki, yeah, Nikki's <laughs> one of them, and I'm just like, how she do you? blow my mind. How do you still have energy? I, I am drained if I don't get like at least seven hours. That's why I go to bed so early. Me too. And Kyle's like, no, you're one of those people who thrives off a routine. I've just been raised that way. I've always had a routine. So yes, I make my lunch every night. Yes. I lay out my clothes. I put my makeup on the counter. Like I'm ready to go in the morning. If not, you're like rushed and frazzled. And why would you want to start your day in a manner where you're rushed and frazzled when you can take care of it ahead of time?
0: Totally. I was talking to a friend about that, especially for women who are moms Mm -hmm. and who start their day when their child wakes them up rather than someone, yes, even if it's only five minutes of beating the child to waking up, like how important it is to have that like sanity to start the day that it sets the tone for the rest of the day. It does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You want to set yourself up to start the day on the right foot. So I always prepare a day ahead.
0: I think I'm going to start doing that. Yeah.
1: It's a game changer but see, it's all I know. <laughs> so to me, it's just like, okay, I get home from work. Like I wash my dishes from lunch. I pack my lunch. Like it's instantly when I get home. So it's out of the way.
0: Mm, so it's not like you're sitting on the couch and you're like, man, I got to get up no, and I got it. Cause like, then you, you won't
1: cause then I'll fall asleep on the couch. Right. So I just do it right when I get home. Cause then it's out of the way. And then I know, like, Ooh. hey, the stress is gone and preparing for the next day. I've already done it when I got home. I know my morning will run fine tomorrow.
0: See, and that's interesting. So the same group of athletes that I was talking to earlier this week, they were saying that they were really overwhelmed with their schedule, which obviously yes. these are athletes that work out 25, 30 yeah. hours a week, which is basically a full-time mm-hmm. job while being a full-time student. Right. And something I was talking to them about was, if your schedule's not working, change it. And I think that's a a section of self-care. Oh. Self-care. Completely. Because if you have a schedule... That isn't helping you be productive and feel good and taking care of you, then mm-hmm. you have to figure out what it is that works for you. And for some people yeah. it may not be getting up at 4 30 or 5 30. <laughs> right, right. And some people it may be that they're more productive at nighttime. Right. Or whatever it is. It's all but about
1: what works for you.
0: That totally would work for me though. Like yeah. coming in and like doing it before the day's ended. Yes. Because it's the getting the energy after you've started to wind <laughs> yes. down. Yes. That's no it, it doesn't. doesn't happen. Well it doesn't yeah. It doesn't work for me. And I'm sure it doesn't work for
1: most people because then I'm like nice and warm and comfortable with my dog on the couch why do I want to get up so right
0: might as well do it beforehand that's a great point yeah I haven't even really analyzed that about myself but yeah things get done before I decide to like start winding down for the night and then that's yeah. when they've stopped getting done yes so if I have for a to-do sure. list and it's not done before I sit down then I shouldn't sit down yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's about balance but yes okay So, one of the things that I saw that you've blogged about talking about self care is Mm -hmm. your list of gifts. Oh, yeah. That you blogged about. And some of them were, I was just like, we're close to Christmas. I know we're winding down, but if anyone needs to tell their husband, boyfriend, parents, like any stocking stuffers are like small little gifts. Some of these were like so cute. And I wanted to talk about them. I'm so obsessed
1: with, I want everything.
0: Yeah. So
1: (laughs) yeah, I just send him everything. So it's just small gifts, like a sleep mask, you know, or face mask. There is something so cute. I got it for my white elephant gift and it was a wine shower holder. So you could, it's like a suction cup you put to the shower and it has like a little groove that you put your wine glass in. I was like, this is a perfect white elephant gift.
0: That is amazing. Yeah.
1: And so there's a beer one too, if you like beer. So everything on the self-care gift guide is from paper source. They have Mm -hmm. like the most, I think, unique gifts that Mm -hmm. you don't just see everywhere. So they had some really fun self-care gifts but recently I did a post about pillowcases and yes, I saw that. how to care for your pillowcase. And so for me personally, I focus a lot on skin care, like where I spend my money in regards to self-care as skincare. And I've been struggling the past six months because as you get older, your skin changes and Mm -hmm. what used to work for you no longer works for you. And so that's really the main reason I started getting facials and meeting with an esthetician. And then last week I had some doctor's appointments and we've kind of figured out what some issues are, but throughout that whole path, I got some new pillowcases because I did a lot of research. So I've been using silk or satin, either is fine, pillowcases And so I think that would make a great gift for people if you're, or for yourself, of course, if you're looking for a way to take care of yourself is pillowcases. And I
0: think that those help with not only your skin and your face, but your hair. Yeah, your hair. I've heard about like how silk helps not break your hair off.
1: Yeah. And it's not as frizzy as well if you use a silk pillowcase. But yeah, my favorite brand right now is Discover Night. You can get a pack of two for, I think, $50 so there's that and then the slip of course you can get at nordstrom and those are amazing so those are great gifts but that's just some small way you can take care of yourself every day that doesn't take time out of your day i mean it's a pillowcase like you use it when you go to sleep totally so i think that's a good way to make a change for some people
0: So let's talk coffee for a second. I don't know about you, but I am the type of person that unadmittedly makes a pot of coffee one day and maybe even uses the leftover coffee the next day and just reheats it. So not good, I know, for like the best tasting coffee, but hey, gotta do what you gotta do, right? But then I found Trade Coffee Company, and you guys have got to check them out. Head on over to their website and take their coffee quiz. They're taking a whole new approach to really just brewing coffee at home, so basically you start by taking a quiz and they get an idea of the type of coffee you like and which beans would be best for you. From there, then they give you these awesome suggestions of which coffees would be the best fit for your coffee preferences. If you're interested and want to try it out, feel free to use the code Abby C. Hillis when checking out and I can get you 50% off your first bag. What what? So go check it out. Trade Coffee Company. Okay, we didn't plan to talk about this, but I want to know what face stuff, like face care, do you use? Okay, because I've always thought you've had a phenomenal like skin and I've never would have thought that that's a good priority for you. But I also haven't seen you in a while. It is,
1: yeah. And again, with age, your skin really changes. And I think I have a high amount of stress right now with working and planning a wedding and, and doing long distance. Yes, long distance relationship as well. So there's just a number of factors. For me, though, it's really been my skin's changed with age. And then last week, I mentioned I went to the doctor, so I also have imbalanced hormones. That's fun, right? I was gonna say hormones. I'm like, wow, is this what happens when you like get over 25? Like, is <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? But at least I have it figured out. Mm-hmm. That's the key. And before I talk about skincare, one thing I used to never do is go to the doctor because I would never take time out of my day. Like, I never wanted to take off work. Ever. I'm like, that's such a hassle. I can figure it out on my own. Like I didn't go to med school, but I'll figure it out on my own. <laughs> I'll Google some stuff. So finally, it just got so bad, and I was so frustrated that I went to the doctor last week, and we ran some tests, and here we are. So at least I know that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But the skincare I use is, I guess you can kind of say a local brand. It's Renee Rolu, and she's an esthetician. And she has a salon in Dallas. And then she used to have a pop-up in Austin. I'm not sure if she does, but we could check it out. But I have several posts on my blog about it what's cool about her line for one, it's like clean products. Mm. Now with age, I've gotten way more conscious about what I'm putting into myself, but also what I'm putting on myself. I used to not care. I'm like, if it works, it works. Like I didn't care. Yep. And now I really care. But what's cool about her line is it's by skincare type and you take a little quiz online, or you can go into the salon and they can do a little questionnaire with you. And I think she has like nine or 10 different skincare hair types. Wow. So you take the little quiz, you you know, determine, yes, this happens to me, this doesn't happen to me, and it'll pop up with a number, you know, one through I want to say it's nine or 10. And then based on your number, she has a line for that. Wow. And I thought, hey, that's different. It's not a one-size-fits-all, like, hey, this will work on everybody, because that's not how it works. And um, we
0: all really do have different skin types.
1: Yes. And so that was helpful for me. That's where I go get my facials, and I'm trying to be consistent with it. And then she has some great, just some mask and things like that. And so I'm obsessed. When I spend money on self-care, that's where my
0: money goes. That's a really good point. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to look into her. Yeah. Say her name one more time? Renee, Renee. Renee. Rolu. Rolu. Now, and I have some posts about that, so you can okay. check it out online. Yeah, and so while we're at it, give us the website to your blog so that way we at least know. Where yeah,
1: to know. it's syllabiblog.com. Easy. And my Instagram is syllabiblog. Awesome. Yeah. So,
0: one of the things that kind of gearing into talking about your career specifically in teaching, mm-hmm. and what do you do when you leave work every day? And how do you allow yourself to leave work at work and get yourself to a mindset of just unwinding and back to self-care at the end of the day? Because I know something I saw that you really focus on is separating work and life balance.
1: Right. And that has, again, come with age. And I, this is my fifth year teaching And so that was definitely not a year one or year two priority. I feel like I was barely keeping my head above water. And I think this is a main cause for the teacher retention rate if we're focusing on teaching, is because the amount of hours you put in, Mm -hmm. it's an emotionally draining job. But there are days where I've been physically at school in my classroom for 14 hours. That's Uh. ridiculous. Any job, that's. You know, it's too way much. too much.
0: It's not moderation.
1: No. And so I would go home and I'd like take a shower and go to sleep and I had no life and that's miserable. And that's when I was like, I need a change and I love my job. So I'm not leaving my job, but I also love myself. So I need to figure out how I can make this work. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I have days of the week where I'll stay a little bit later at work and get stuff done. And then days where I know for sure I'm leaving Now, one way that I can force myself to leave is having a workout class scheduled at a certain time Mm -hmm. and knowing, hey, if you miss it, you paid for it. That was a waste of money if you don't go. Yep. I think that's a great way to force yourself to leave work is when you have an appointment for something that you can't miss. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, exercising is a form of wellness and self-care. And that's what quite a few of my friends do. And so I learned from them, hey, you should probably do that or you're going to go crazy staying at work.
0: And not every day. day."
1: No. Because that's not sustainable either,
0: right? It's not.
1: Like, I can't leave work at 3 p.m. every day. That's (sighs) Sometimes you have to stay late and answer those emails and do whatever else you have to do. So I choose certain days of the week that I will leave at a decent time, you know, before 4 PM. And so for me, that's usually like a Tuesday or a Thursday Fridays. I'm always out of there. <laughs> so Fridays, I know without a doubt, I will never stay late, but that's one way I leave work at work. But also when I go home, I don't check emails That was a goal last year, and it's carried on into this year for me. Like a new habit. Yeah, it's a new habit. It's really hard. Emails give me anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people who won't put their work email on their phone. I'm not that person. I feel like I'm out of control. If I can't check it, I must check it. That's just how I am. So I will never go to that extreme. But if that works for you, I think you should do it. But for me, I will no longer answer work emails. At home, unless I see, like, hey, it's from my principal, my boss, and it's urgent. Right. Of course, I'll answer it. But if it's just something I can take care of the next morning, then it can wait.
0: And then do you maybe shift your schedule to be like, okay, I know I need to get in maybe 20 minutes earlier? Or
1: I think, yes, you can sometimes depending on what it is. But I already get to work so early. Each day, I've already accounted for the time it takes to sit down and email people. Mm. I think emails are. A big part of everybody's job these mm-hmm. days. It doesn't matter what oh, you yeah. do, oh, yeah. and so for me, regardless of the emails I have coming in at night, I just know every day I go into work at the same time. And the first probably thirty minutes of my day, I'm emailing, and that's just it is what it is.
0: So, so you just plan for it.
1: Yeah, it's already planned for. Regardless of the number of emails I get for at night, I know every day. Hey, you're getting to work at six thirty. You know, by seven. If you've answered your emails, you have. If not, you can stay after and answer them. Yeah. But that's, I think, the game changer for me is I used to feel an urgency to answer emails right away no matter what they were about because they would pile up and you'd see the number on your phone and you'd be like, oh my gosh, I have seven emails. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but they all need a response. And so I'm like, might as well answer them now. And now I don't. And it's a game changer.
0: For having my own company, that's something that I'm having to learn to balance. Cause I used to be the same yes. way, like laying in bed at 10 PM and responding yeah. to brides. And what that does is set the precedent that I will respond at any time and
1: you're available at any time. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: And then it creates a false expectation for them. So then the next time when I don't do it, they're questioning why I haven't responded to them in three hours. And I've learned that like, it's not unrealistic to have a 24 hour response rate. No, that's normal. Yeah. And so if I'm meeting that goal, mm-hmm. however, that ends up being met, it doesn't matter that I'm not responding instantly right away. And it's still yeah. not a, it's not a poor business practice, which no. I was like judging myself and thinking like, right. I'm not providing the best service because I'm not responding immediately. And like every bride should have the mentality from human to human of like, hey, self-care does come first. And if your schedule ends at 6 p.m. every day where you that's stop responding, when that's when it ends. And I respect right. that.
1: And that could even be something you put like in your email signature line. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen some people do that. I will expect like a 24 to 48 hour turnaround and a response. I've seen people do that, especially now working with vendors for a wedding. That's in quite a few signature lines. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, maybe I need to do that. Yeah, and I don't think that is a unprofessional or unethical thing to do. That's normal. Why should I, and I tell my students this all the time, why should I stop what I'm doing to take care of a problem for you immediately, like to you it's urgent, but to me it's not like I have other things in my schedule. Mm -hmm. Like I should not have to stop what I'm doing to take care of your problem instantly. Give me a turnaround time and I could easily do it. Yep. But you will set yourself up to fail if you do not set those boundaries. Boundaries.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally. Boundaries are a huge thing. I'm talking to my therapist about that and she's just like, I think I've talked about on multiple episodes, but just like how important creating boundaries for yourself are. And I think a schedule is a huge way to yeah, do that. it is. It's super important. And with my job, every day is different. Yeah, so that makes it, it really be hard. difficult. Yeah. But I'm working and figuring out like certain days that I only schedule appointments to meet with clients yes. and certain times that I will only do that. And it sounds... See, to me, that almost sometimes can sound selfish because it may not be the most convenient time for the client. Right. But I have to set those boundaries because if I'm willing to meet at any time of any given day, yeah, it's God. not productive for me and I'm not giving them the best me. So I have to find that balance, right? right? Great points. So one thing when I was flipping through um, and looking at some of your different blog posts, one of the things that I was like super excited to talk about and Mm -hmm. how you made this a priority, this is something new in my life. And I was just listening to a podcast that was talking about the toxins in our home, yeah, and in our water, in our air, mm-hmm. and all of that, and
1: everything, And ev-
0: yeah, literally, our clothes, our yes. furniture. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend too, Molly. She was on a few episodes ago, and she actually sent a couch back because it reeked of fumes so yeah. bad when she unwrapped it that she was yes. like, "I can't have this in my home." Like, right? And she has a baby, and she's like, "I don't know what my baby's breathing." Like, right. this is awful. And so I've been doing some kind of research on, like, how I can be better, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying not to overwhelm myself because, like, Mm -hmm. it can be really overwhelming. Yeah. This one guy was talking about a $500, some sort of water filter thing that sits on your counter, and I was like, okay, that would be great and all, but reality is, like, my water filter in my fridge is going to have to do for now. So you can get, like, really overboard, but you were talking about, like, having plants and how it's Mm -hmm. stress relieving. And I've just, like, started incorporating plants into my home. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen a difference. And even in the littlest things of, like, caring for the plant, which is, like, seems like such a silly, stupid thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, knowing that I've kept plants alive and that, like, they're doing good for the world. Like, the the environment in my Mm -hmm. home and, like, the air and stuff. So I'm keeping them alive and I feel good about that. They look pretty. Yes. They're real. And, like... (laughs) I don't know. Like I used to have like so many fake plants and like this concept of like keeping things alive and coexisting with them and allowing them to purify the air. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just wanted you to share like your experience and like why you felt like it was important for you to share that with your followers.
1: Okay. I'm definitely not a plant person, a plant lady. I want to be. Neither
0: was
1: I. (laughs) I, I'm on my way there, but it's a very slow process. So, for me, on the blog, I focused on several kinds of plants that have properties that help stress relieve. Mm. So, whether that's their scent, right, or how they purify the air you know, like lavender, aloe, or spider plant, things like that. These are also plants that are easy to keep alive. That's key because I reached my goal. I think, let's see, my plant, one plant I have right now, I think I've had it for nine months and it's alive and big. And I'm like, whoa, how did I do this? Before I would always have little succulents that were super cute, super trendy, you know? Yeah. And I would overwater and they would die. (laughs) And it was Quite depressing because those little things are super expensive and then you get the cute little pot and it just doesn't work for me. And so this little plant's been alive for nine months now. What kind is it? (laughs) I don't know. You don't know? I don't Okay, so I picked it, I picked it up. Me and Kyle did, and yeah, I don't know.
0: Where do you have it in your home?
1: Just like a little pot in the living room. I don't know. I picked it out based on looks. See, I told you I'm not a plant lady. So but I'm getting there. And so I just like the way it looked, but it's like thriving. It's massive. And so that's awesome. Yeah. But I think that's something over the summer when I have a break from work that I'm going to work on. I have a couple friends who are big time plant people who know everything and they have Mm. the cute little like fiddle leaf fig trees in their living rooms. Like that's super cute, but they're for one, super expensive, hard to keep alive. And so I'm terrified I'm going to make an Mm. investment and then it's just going to be dead. So I think, though, it's for the most part an easy way to take care of yourself and your home in the environment, yes. and it can be quite inexpensive too. You don't have to go spend that five hundred dollars on that cute tree that everyone on Instagram has. Right. So I think it's a great way, in a natural way, also to take totally. care of yourself.
0: Yeah, I was researching the spider plant because that's going to be my next purchase because I think I was reading you can literally water them once every two weeks. Right, and it's alive. That's my kind of plant. (laughs) And I was legit reading comments because I'm like, okay, let's... And everyone's like, I'm not a plant person, but I can keep this plant alive. And it's It's flourishing in my home and it's purifying the Mm -hmm. air. And... I found it on Amazon and Amazon will do two day delivery on the spider plant. Dang, I didn't and even know Amazon had plants. Me neither. But I was like researching <laughs> like changer. what my next plant was going to yeah. be and they look really cool and yeah. like you can pick out your pot, which like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I was like, Okay, well, Amazon's always one step ahead of, like, every uh, single yeah, person. Yeah, I honestly. did not
1: know that. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I know. Maybe it falls in line with, I saw the commercial that Amazon was delivering Christmas trees this year. Real wow. Christmas trees. Didn't know
1: this either. Yeah. They're that's like, Amazon taking over the
0: world. They like, are. we knew they would. Yep, yep. And so, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's going to be my next thing, but I think it's important to you know, find things that are feel-good things that even if maybe they're not tangible things like seeing the air actually be purified. Oh, yeah. But like for me, knowing that I've cared for something that in the past I've not had a green thumb in the slightest. Same. And one of my friends who has like a big plant background and horticulture major, she was explaining that like plants thrive off of the environment that they're around and like the energy. And so if your plants are struggling to stay alive, like it could be a self-reflection on like what the energy is in the room and in the environment. And Whoa. so, yeah. and <laughs> that's some deep stuff about right? plants. And it's crazy because they're like living things. And I mean, that's a mm-hmm. whole nother subject and topic we could get into. And, you know, there's been research done about plants responding to you yelling at it and like yeah. things like that. I know <laughs> that's like so crazy, but like there are scientists who have done research on that. But, you know knowing that. And I like see myself, you know, taking care of these things. It's like a feel good thing that like my yes. two plants that I have, they I like notice their growth and it's kind of fun. It's like, right. you little babies in a way, but like yeah. low maintenance. As yes.
1: Right. And it's also nice, the process of taking care of it. You're fully focused on taking care of something else at that time. Yep. So for me, like my mind's not wandering to work or the next thing on my to-do list, it's I'm watering my plant right now, or I'm repotting my plant right now. And so just for that brief amount of time, you're focused on something else that's not all consuming and overwhelming.
0: Yes, definitely. Do you have other body care items that you use at all that Um, we could talk about?
1: My favorite self-care item that I just got on Black Friday is Sarah Hap products. Okay. I listened to a podcast and she was on it and I was just immediately intrigued by her story. So she started making lip care products in her kitchen, I think like 13 years ago, maybe. And she was a hustler. Like she went around to all these major companies. Nobody wanted to help her or carry her products. Now she's a Nordstrom. She's at Ulta. It's, amazing. Just as a businesswoman, I was intrigued. And totally. so I um, was like, Hey, I'm totally going to buy these products because I just like her as a person. And so she makes a lip scrub. Like who would have thought you need a lip scrub? Never had one before now. And I'm obsessed with them. And then she makes other lip products, kind of like a lip balm. It's called the lip slip. And what's nice is it stays on all day, so it's not like a lip sense kind of thing. This is like something good for your lips. It's not like a a lipstick, you know? Got it. Um, this is actually like things, products geared towards taking care of your lips because, for one, it's on your face. Everyone sees your lips. You should mm-hmm. want to take care of it. But people really, when they talk about skincare, they talk about your face and your body. They don't talk about that part of your face. And so... Her products are clean, and they're geared towards maintaining the look of your lips. And so, especially in the winter, the lip scrub Mm. helps exfoliate. But I use it now every day before I put on my lipstick, and so it just stays on better. There's no cracks in your lipstick, which is, like, my pet peeve. But I've always been the person since, like, junior high to carry, like, a tube of chapstick with me everywhere I go. It's, like, on my nightstand. It's in my pocket. I'm a little OCD about it. And so... A couple months ago, I finally started using her lip slip and it stays on all day and it's actually like nourishing and good for your lips. Mm, and so, you have to try that. And it makes a great gift for people too, but also for yourself. You should try it. So, it's a game changer. It's stuff I didn't think I needed, like, it's not a priority for me. And she was having a Black Friday sale. I was like, now's the time. And so now I'm obsessed and will forever buy it. <laughs> so that's like my latest self-care thing is Sarah Hap products, pillowcases like we talked about or mm. an easy way to take care of yourself every day that no longer really requires time out of your day.
0: So for me, That's I was gonna sh- I was gonna share one of mine. Uh, scent has always been a mm-hmm. like big deal for me. When I was super young, there's this like funny story about me walking around telling my parents like I smell something, I smell something. Like I've always been very aware of scent. Like, yeah. Anytime I walk in any place, mm-hmm. and so I know that about myself. So when I work from home, obviously, and like mm-hmm. in my home all day long with KJ, and when. I have a good scent going on in yeah. the room. I just feel better. Mm-hmm. I it's just one of those feel good things and I when I was reflecting like on kind of what I wanted to talk about with self-care, I realized that scent and like what you're around yeah. in your environment is like a huge thing. And so, one of the things that I do is I diffuse. I diffuse oils, and I love oils. Mm -hmm. And you can cater them to your mood or your state of like your to do list that day. Like, so I know if I'm having a productive day, I'll do a more citrusy Mm -hmm. type smell. Or if it's you know Christmas time, I have like a Mm -hmm. they have a Christmas oil right now that smells amazing. But one other thing that I've found are candles. Some candles end up being super toxic i've been doing research about this (laughs) yes
1: i have as well so on my christmas list i sent it to kyle as a diffuser because i've just been wanting one forever i haven't invested in it at work i should have brought you some oils yeah i'm gonna have to do some research because i see it everywhere and all these different brands and all these different blends and i'm like i'm gonna have to figure this out but at work my kids bought me a cincy and so i use the wax cubes which is great i mean you work with teenagers so you need your room to smell good in case they don't <laughs> so but that's correct i've always been a massive candle person my parents were i am i have candles all over the house yeah but i'm also very sensitive to headaches and so if a scent is way too strong and this includes like perfume and cologne, mm-hmm. I will get a headache and mm-hmm. it can turn into a migraine and I love my house to smell good, but I think a lot of it is the toxins and the candles that we burn in our house. Like I always stock up on like the Bath and Body Works candles. Right. And they're really not great for you. So I told Kyle I'm like, "Hey, I need a diffuser." And Yeah.
0: So, and I've also found this company. They're wonderful people. It's a husband and wife team, and it's called Sweetwater Decor. Mm -hmm. They make their own. Heard of that? Maybe. They make their own candles, and they're all very natural. They're made out of essential oils. Yeah. And I just got. It's what I'm giving all of my vendors Mm -hmm. that I work with in the event industry for Christmas. Right. I just got my shipment in this week, and they smell so good and so pure and so gentle and I lit one last night and my parents came over for dinner and they were like, what is that? I mean, little does my mom know that it's, oh, she's going to figure it out now, but I have, it's like one of my Christmas gifts yeah. to her and I'm literally gifting them to so many people because yeah. it's so nice to finally have a candle. I mean, I do love Bath and Body mm-hmm. Works, but you can just tell, I don't know. You like, can. Now it's knowing like and being aware of scent. it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like comparing it to an essential oil scent mm-hmm. and like a true authentic scent of something. Right. It's crazy. How I don't know. It, it's just being aware. It of the makes toxins. a difference. It does.
1: Yeah. So, like the other day, I was at Walmart and they have all the little scent cubes you can buy for scentsy. Oh, and yeah. I was reading a blog about this and how it says essential oils on it. And no, it's it's a lie. I mean, there might be like a little drop, a drop. of lavender, but there's like everything else in it, mm-hmm. and you can tell a massive difference when you are using that compared to the real thing. So that's definitely on my list. I'm all about that.
0: For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And it's fun. You guys don't know, but you know, learning moments, we didn't really talk about this, but we said we were going to, we got here today to record the episode and yours truly forgot her computer, which is like the main thing that you need. But again, teachable moment. It all worked out. Teachable moment. It all worked out. We figured out how we were going to record without it. Didn't have to hack into anybody's computers. No, Hannah had grace with me. Thank goodness. <laughs> it and happens. I say that to show the reality and like the realness, like yeah. we're humans. We mess up, you know, we just got to take life for what it is yeah. and move forward, care for ourselves, have a good positive energy with ourselves and with others. And I so appreciate your grace with yeah, that because that course. could have been like a total catastrophe. <laughs> Might as
1: well laugh at it, then get upset.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I'm totally learning that. I'm like over <laughs> here, like about to start crying. I'm like, that's so stupid. Let's just figure out a problem. And I'm or, like, just sitting solution. on the couch, like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It totally does. Yeah. Well, check out her blog, the syllabi blog, and reach out to us and let us know what you thought and... You know, if there's anything else that you'd like us to come on and talk about. Yeah. And thank you so much. I yeah. really appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. You're doing great things. Thanks. You too. All you teachers, go follow her. She's amazing. <gasps> yes. She's got some great stuff that she does to help teachers. So and if you're aspiring to be one and you're a college student and you don't know what you're doing, you should look into it. Because <laughs> she you take a completely different approach to teaching. Yeah. Like a completely like you're not like my other friends who are teachers. <laughs> like it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, I, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. You guys have a great day. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the loving this life podcast. It is because of people like you tuning in each episode that loving this life has a purpose. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. This is how we spread the love and reach more amazing people like you. I also want to say a special thank you to Ella Reed. She so graciously shared her empowering and uplifting song walk on for us to use on the podcast. And lastly, Remember to wake up each day being confident with who you are, but also love yourself enough to change for the better. Peace y'all.